don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, we got a strong day for our markets today. And really a classic is not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news that matters kind of a day today as we got the first read on Q1 GDP this morning. Uh, remember the Atlanta Fed lowered their estimates drastically yesterday, uh, which made sense where we saw it come in at today. But estimates were for 2% growth in Q1 coming in at 1.1% growth. Uh, so obviously not the number you want to see, but great to see the market rally despite that news. And we saw a few other examples of it's not the news that matters, it's the market's reaction that matters that I'll get to here later today. Uh, we've still got a lot of stuff coming out this week, uh, including some more earnings tomorrow. Uh, we had some more earnings after the close today, some big beats again here as well that I'll cover. But tomorrow, we've got the latest and last read on inflation that we'll get before the Fed meeting next week. So tomorrow, we get uh, PCE released. Uh, so we'll be reporting on that here after the close tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see uh, and kind of give a clue as to where the Fed might be headed in their meeting next week. They'll be, uh, you know, Jay Powell will be in front of a microphone once again next Wednesday. Fortunately, right now, we're in the Fed blackout period where they don't make any comments until after their FOMC meeting. So we've still got a few more days to enjoy that silence from the Federal Reserve. But again, then we'll get Jay Powell speaking next Wednesday. Right now, expectations are still for a quarter basis point hike. Another one here. Uh, you know our view. You know, they should have stopped already. We shouldn't even be having a conversation about another rate hike in May, even if it is just a, a quarter basis point. Uh, but they'll likely do it again anyway. Uh, part of that is just simply saving face. They said they were going to do it, so now they got to do it, kind of back themselves into a corner. But again, in our view, this only raises the likelihood that they'll have to be cutting rates again sooner rather than later. Because every rate hike puts us one step closer to the Fed breaking something, which they've already started to do. Uh, so this certainly isn't going to help that. And I saw a poll earlier today and I have to go back and find it, uh, but kind of on our view that they'll be cutting rates sooner rather than later. The market is already pricing in something like 125 basis points worth of cuts by this time next year. Now, the Fed never leads. They only follow. So if the markets are telling the Fed they need to cut rates, you know, that's what they're going to be doing. Uh, you know, our, our view remains that they'll have to be cutting rates by later this year. Kip talked about it on his interview with Fox Business a couple weeks ago as well. You can find that on our website, on our latest blog post. But on to the good news side of things, because there's certainly a lot of that out there. And so when you got it, you got to flaunt it a little bit. So let's talk about the good stuff. Uh, the earnings rally continuing here. So all week long, we've seen the big names that we wanted to see beat beating. On Tuesday, we had Microsoft, and then afterwards, uh, I believe it was yeah, yeah, yesterday, some 10% rally in Microsoft hitting a 52-week high. We got another 52-week high today from Microsoft. So again, it's not just that initial reaction that matters. Good to see continuation into the rest of earnings as well. 
Uh, and then <clears throat> yesterday we had Meta or Facebook. Everyone you know still knows it's Facebook. Uh, beat on earnings yesterday. Today up a huge. 13.94%, 9.3, excuse me, uh, on the day-to-day. That's right at a 52-week high there as well. I believe that is a 52-week high from Meta. So good. Two of our largest cap tech companies, Microsoft and Meta, now at 52-week highs. As we say here often, new highs begets new highs. But you know, going back to this, Meta beat both on earnings and on revenue. And the rally here is what really has our attention uh, because we want to see our leadership leading. We've seen it now, Meta, Microsoft, and then we got more after the close today. Amazon reported today, beat on net sales, beats across the board here. The stock initially right after that was up as much as 11% in after hours trading. Last I saw, I'll get a refresh here. Last I saw it was up closer to 7%. Let's get a final read here for you. Yep, Amazon now up 6.8% in after hour trading. That's after being up 4.6% on the day today. Uh, And that is also a multi-month high, the highest level for Amazon since February there. Um, And this is big, right? To see all of these mega cap names which make up the largest holdings in our major indexes, in our major sectors, this is when the generals earn their stripes. This is why everyone pays so much attention to these names and that they have done that here once again this earnings season. They have earned those stripes. Uh, their, their place atop the totem pole of the largest companies in the world. I mean, we're talking about companies that have between a $500 billion valuation to a multi-trillion dollar valuation. And they have are having days like this where they're up 5, 6, 10% plus. That's massive gains from these companies. Massive value added back to their market cap after we saw the destruction that we saw from last year. So again, this for us confirms that we're in a bull market. When you're in a bear market, you don't have companies like this rallying at these levels, right? That again is a tell for us that we look for here. Uh, And I mean, going kind of going back to that tell here for a second, when you have these major companies, not only getting these huge rallies, hitting 52 week highs, again, new highs beget new highs. These are all the things that we're looking for, for the beginning of a new bull market here, which we've said we were in since October. And I'll get to more on kind of the the bull market theme and thesis here in a minute. Let's finish covering earnings first because we had some other big ones out today as well. Intel was out and, you know, it's interesting what they do with these earnings games here because their revenues were down 36% year over year, but they beat on estimates. That's the game that they play. They lower their estimates just enough to where they can beat them again. Uh, Intel is down in after hours. Snapchat missed you know, pretty big here on revenue. The stock is now down nearly 20% in after hours trading. This isn't one of those mega cap names and not really a great company overall. So no love loss there. Uh, but overall... Big picture, what we've seen from Q1 earnings so far is that they have been much 
better than expected. We want to see that continue here. We got a few big names left this week. Tomorrow we've got Exxon, Chevron, and others reporting. So stay tuned. We'll be reporting on those as well here. Uh, and then into next week, earnings season as well. Uh, see if we can finish strong. You know, much better than expected already, though. So taking a look at our markets now. If you tuned into my podcast on Tuesday, you'll know it was a rough day on Tuesday and not the action we wanted to see. I said at the time that it was worrisome that our markets closed at their lows of the day. Not that it was worrisome like we're headed lower, right? We need to see a pattern of those. I said we did not want to see a pattern of our major indexes closing at their lows of the day. And we've broken that pattern now. And we got the opposite here today with most of our major indexes and sectors and stocks for that matter finishing at or near their highs of the day. That's the kind of action we want to see. And again, that's the kind of new bull market action that you get. In a new bull market, you have to be buying the dip. And so far, we have the, the stats to back it up for this year. It's been the second best year on record for buying the dip. And we think that's a trend that's going to continue for the rest of 2023. And there's four major reasons that we have for that. First of all, sentiment. Extremely bearish, whether it's hedge fund surveys, sentiment surveys, uh, cash on the sidelines, across the board. Today, we got the put call ratio above a 0.9 all day today uh, with some readings above a one. Remember, anything really above a 0.7 is bearish. And so anything uh, highly above that level is excessive bearishness, especially when you start getting in to the one range, which we're seeing. The second of, the, of our major uh, trends that we're watching for here is leadership. I just covered that between Amazon, uh, Microsoft, Meta, all leading. The leaders are leading. That's what you want to see. Our technical signals also lining up very well. And then, of course, the analytics that we talked about going into this year, the pre-election year analytics following a down year. These are the kinds of things that lead to major bull market moves. So those are the big four that we see that are completely lined up right now. And again, we came into the year saying this as well. So not to toot our own horn, you know, we're still only five months into the year now. So it's too soon to call it. But based off of all of those things, those four major trends, and especially the analytics, we came into the year saying it had the potential for a 30% plus move kind of a year from the S&P 500. Well, I want to say today, nothing has changed in that playbook. And the only smart money move right now, in our view, ha has been to continue to buy the dip. We saw that this week as well as most of our major indexes, not all of them, but most of them have gotten back their losses plus some from the last week. Uh, so really, this, <clears throat> while there was so much bearish sentiment out there, you would have thought the sky is falling. This is really a pretty run-of-the-mill pullback. We started to get into oversold territory and in the last two sessions, it's been back off to the races, especially today. So let's take a look here. NASDAQ, just what you want to see, leading the way higher, up 2.4% to 12,142. I will point out the semis lagged a little bit today, up just about 1%, but good to see, especially after the last few sessions. They were overbought before. Now we're in oversold territory. Um so this is about when we expect the rally to, to start to take off again for the semis. You know, looking at a pause that refreshes here. That's what we've gotten. 
Next up, the S&P 500 up almost 2%, 1.96% to 4,135. Next up, the Dow Jones up just over 1.5%. That's a big day though, over 500 points uh, up for the, for the Dow today to 33,826. And finally, the Russell 2000 up 1.2% to 1,751. Again, <clears throat> the buy the dip theme remains for us here in 2023. Looking at our internals on the day, confirming this here, much better than the internals that we've seen over the last week or so. Today, advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks over, excuse me, <clears throat> Over three and a half to one positive on the NYSE, positive on the NASDAQ as well. 52-week highs and lows were negative again today, but a definite improvement from what we've seen over the last week from this group. And it's I'll point out again here, it's also a lagging indicator, so no concerns there from that one indicator. But volume, big to the upside as well. 84% upside volume on the NYSE, nearly two to one positive for the NASDAQ as well. So good day-to-day -day from the internals and again good to see our major indexes finishing at or near their highs of the day we got the same from the sectors all 11 sectors finishing higher on the day communication services leading the way that makes sense meta makes up a huge portion of that sector it's like 20 percent of that sector is in meta uh, so communication services up a big five and a half percent on the day followed by consumer discretionary and real estate and housing has continued to, to be strong here, XHB, the housing uh, home builders ETF up 3.4% on the day today. And remember, this is a group that we've seen recent 52-week highs from as well, from the individual names, whether that's Toll Brothers, Pulte Homes, and others. Pulte hit another 52-week high today, and our ETFs are just below their 52-week high as well. We want to see housing continue to rally here especially when it's so unloved right now. So you'd love to see it. Our laggards on the day for our sectors, if you want to call them that, they're still positive, but we're energy, healthcare, and consumer staples. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold working hard to get back above $2,000 an ounce. It's just right below it right now, uh, up just 0.05% on the day to 1996 Next up, silver up half a percent to $25.20 an ounce. Copper now up eight tenths of 1% to $3.89 a pound. And lastly, oil up seven tenths of 1% to $74.82 a barrel. Finally for today, Bitcoin tried really hard to get back above 30,000 yesterday. It got up to 29,995 before pulling back. Um, and today, again, just right below that 30,000 level, hit a high today of 29,859, right now up 3.5% at $29,698 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com, click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.